It's commonly called the center of the universe, and rightfully so. Nestled ever so neatly, smack dab in the center of New York City, just a stone's throw from extraordinary eateries, world-class entertainment, swanky shopping, high-class hotels, studios, and sets, and a bustling business center to boot. Next stop, 42nd Street, Times Square. Please stand clear of the closing doors. All aboard, we're taking a trip to Times Square on today's FYI. Welcome to For Your Info. English. You got it. Hello, 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 my amigos, and welcome to this, the first episode of the second season of FYI. And the only reason I'm here, and the only reason we have a second season, is thanks to you guys. Thank you so much for making the first season such a success. 30 episodes about all different topics, and I'm so glad you guys enjoyed them. And if you didn't know about that, well, here's your opportunity. Those are all available wherever you listen to podcasts, whether it's Spotify, iVox, Apple Podcasts. I'm proud to welcome you to the second season of FYI. So thank you, thank you, thank you for making the first season a great, a roaring success, as we say. And well, I hope the second season just gets better and better. You know me, I'm all about evolution. As a teacher, as a student, as somebody who loves to learn, I really believe in evolution. I believe in the fact that we have to evolve. I don't mean evolution like Charles Darwin, Darwinism. I mean evolution as far as we need to evolve as people every single day. And I've said this many times, the day we stop learning is the day we start dying. And I believe that a hundred percent. So guys, we're here to learn some English and about many other topics on our adventure. Remember, I'm always open to hearing topics that you guys want to hear about because after all, this show is for you guys. So if you don't like the topics, well, we're doing something wrong. So send me your suggestions. Remember, you can follow me on social media. It's at Alberto underscore Alonso. That's on Instagram. On Twitter, it's I'm Alberto Alonso. Or, you know what? You can just find everything on my website. And that's albertoalonso.com. And before we get into the intro, I'd like to wish you and yours a happy new year. I hope you guys accomplish everything you want to accomplish in 2021. And let's look at it this way. It can't be worse than 2020. Oh, no. Did I just jinx it? This is a great word. To jinx is gafear. A jinx, como sustantivo, is un gafe. So maybe I just jinxed it. No, no, no. We're going to have a great year. I hope you guys have made all your New Year's resolutions. I don't know how you say that in Spanish. Your preposiciones? No. Proposito. That's the word. Propositos. Well, we say resolutions. And obviously, one of your resolutions is 
to work on your English. Well, I'll tell you what, right now, you're on the right track. Vas por buen camino. Yeah, how do I know that? Well, you're listening to a podcast where you're learning English. So, good job. It's a good way to kick off, kick off as arrancar, to kick off 2021. All right, well, let's take a look at the intro as we always do. And uh, there I go. I'm starting my year off with some more double alliteration. Yeah, no surprise there. Uh, or we say like you guys say in Spanish, uh, for a change. Have you heard this before? Uh, for a change. I think you say para variar. And a lot of times, like you guys, we use it sarcastically. So I'm using double alliteration for a change. Well, I said it's commonly called llamado común, no, comúnmente. I think I just made that word up. It's it's commonly called the center of the universe. Yeah, well, Times Square's got a lot of nicknames, and the center of the universe is definitely one of the most powerful ones. I mean, how many places can claim that they're the center of the universe and the rest of the world just goes along with it? I think just one. Times Square. And then I said, rightfully so, y merecidamente. I said, it's nestled ever so neatly. Now, I know you guys have seen the word nestle, uh, like the brand Nestle, right? You say Nestle, the chocolate brand. But if something is nestled, it's uh, sheltered, it's uh, in it closely. Uh, you say uh, recogido, enclavado. It's nestled in the mountains. It says over here, eh, recogido, enclavado. So now, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Times Square is nestled in the mountains, but a lot of times we use it when we talk about mountain villages. Oh, this is a little beautiful mountain that's a beautiful village, excuse me, that's nestled in the mountains. So nestled, it's kind of tucked in there. And I said it's nestled ever so neatly Smack dab. Now, neatly is organizadamente, ¿no? De una forma organizada. So, neatly. So, if you are neat, it is organizado. And believe it or not, you're saying, what? New York? Neat? Times Square? Neat? Yeah, well, guys, it's controlled chaos. I'll tell you, you know, it's crazy. All the stimuli around you, but I feel like it's controlled. There's some kind of order to it. So that's why I said nestled ever so neatly, smack dab in the center. Now, if you're smack dab in the center, it's in todo el meollo. And there's no better uh, way to describe a place like Times Square than calling it smack dab in the center of New York City, and as we said before, to many, the universe. Then I said it's just a stone's throw, a tiro de piedra, a stone's throw from extraordinary eateries. Now, extraordinary is obviously extraordinario, and an eatery is a place where you eat. It's another way to say restaurant. And then I said world-class entertainment. Entertainment, no, de primera. Shows de primera. Swanky shopping. Now, the word swanky is like pijo or lujoso. Swanky shopping. 
high-class hotels, and believe me, there are many of these in the Times Square Theater District. Uh, then I said studios and sets. Are you guys catching all this alliteration? Studios and sets, and those are places where you film TV shows. And, well, New York, as we'll see later on, has its share of TV shows. And a lot of them are produced right smack dab in the center of Times Square. And then I said it's a bustling business center to boot. All right, so a couple B's in there. A bustling, es que hay mucho ajetreo. A bustling business center, right? Un centro de negocios. A bustling business center to boot. And a lot of times when we talk about New York, we talk about the hustle and bustle, el ajetreo. And what is this to boot? A la bota? No, that means encima, además. Another way we could say that is in addition or as well. But you guys remember, I was going for my triple alliteration, bustling business center to boot. Then you heard something, it was one of those subway announcements, and you guys are lucky. Usually you can't understand what those people are saying, but I tried to make it at least a little understandable, a little comprehensible. And I used a very uh, famous line that they always say on those announcements, and they say, stand clear at a club. Closing doors. Stand clear of the closing doors. Es, apartate que se cierran las puertas. So the, the typical subway announcements. But as I said, don't go to New York and expect to understand them because nobody can. They usually sound like this. And you're like, uh, you know what? I was less confused before. <laughs> so that is the clearest subway announcement you're ever going to hear. Then I said, all aboard. Todos a bordo. We're taking a trip to Times Square on today's, mira, quadruple alliteration. We're taking a trip, un viaje, to Times Square on today's FYI. So welcome, guys. Welcome to Times Square, a place that I lived just 10 blocks from. I lived right there. Uh, I lived in a neighborhood in New York City called Chelsea. Now, I've got to be honest with you. Uh, as a New Yorker, I avoided Times Square like the plague. Nosotros decimos evitarlo como la peste. I avoided, well, it's touristy, you know, and well, I usually went downtown or just stayed in my neighborhood in Chelsea. And I know, I know, you, got, you can't go to New York and not go to Times Square, but it's like uh, Madrileño. You know, uh, do Madrileños go to Seoul? Seoul? I, I, I really pronounce that giri over there. Do they go to Seoul every day? No, exactly. So I have to say I, I avoided Times Square if I didn't have to go there. But uh, if you've never been there, you gotta go. And that's where I'm going to take you today, to this place that uh, I lived so close to. As we said in the intro, just a stone's throw away from. Now, some of the other nicknames are Crossroads of the World, El Cruce de los del Mundo. Another one, where all roads meet. Yeah, you thought it was Rome. Well, guess what? The new Rome is New York City, and that's where all roads meet. Uh, another one, the Great White Way. I don't know if you guys heard this one. Another way we call it, yeah, the Great White Way. And why is this? Well, I've got to say, I didn't know it either. I'm familiar with the, you know, the, the nickname, but I didn't know exactly where it came from. 
And it's because um, this was one of the first areas in the United States to get lighting so people could see at night. So it gave its, uh, it gave it its nickname, Broadway, this area, the Great White Way. And you're saying Broadway? But aren't we talking about Times Square? Well, we're going to define what Times Square is right now because Broadway is part of Times Square. And you want me to be honest with you right now? I don't, <laughs> I don't want to burst your bubble. No quiero uh, amargarte la fiesta, but uh, Times Square is not even a square. Nope. It's, uh, it's two triangles. Uh, and uh, the reason it's a triangle is because, as many of you know, New York City is a grid. Okay, a grid is perfectly square. And the reason there's two triangles there is because Broadway intersects the island of Manhattan. So those triangles that you see in Times Square are created by Broadway. And if you guys remember in the Broadway episode, uh, Broadway has been around a lot longer than most New Yorkers, even the, the, the ones who settled New York. It was a path, un camino, that was used by the Native Americans before. So Broadway, one of the oldest, I, I wouldn't say roads, but yeah, yeah, maybe roads if you count dirt roads. So what is Times Square? Because, you know, Times Square, what is it? It's, well, we just saw that it's not even a square. It's two triangles. But here's, I'm going to read the definition here from the online dictionary. Times Square is an intersection in New York City formed by the juncture of Broadway, 7th Avenue, and 42nd Street in Midtown Manhattan. If you guys know, we're very logical. We have Uptown, Midtown and downtown. And then we have the east side and the west side. Guys, you won't find people much more logical than a New Yorker. Well, maybe the Dutch, but just a little reminder, it used to be called New Amsterdam because it was settled by the Dutch. So uh, I would go as far as to say there's a lot of Dutch influence in New York, even to this day. Now that we know the boundaries and what is Times Square, well, let's talk about what Times Square is when you think about Times Square. It's the center of the entertainment district in the United States, I would say. I, I was going to say in New York, but the United States came out because I don't know any other place where you can get more bang for your buck. More bang for your buck is más espectáculo, no más, you know, more excitement. And, uh, and that's New York City. So it's an entertainment capital. It's an entertainment district. Obviously, there are Broadway theaters, as I said in the intro. Uh, there are tons of Broadway theaters which bring restaurants and hotels and so many other things. So Times Square, yeah, it's a junction. It's, you know, a crossroads. But in the end, it is the center of entertainment in the whole world. I would say it is definitely uh, along with Hollywood and maybe a couple other places that can claim that title, but there aren't many places like Times Square. Now let's take a look at the history of this very famous square. It was originally called Long Acre Square. That's right, there's a good trivia question. What was Times Square called before it was Times Square? Long Acre Square, and it took on, asumió, it took on its current name in 1904. And there's another good trivia question. Do you guys know the answer? I'll test you here. Why do they call it Times Square? 
Well, it's because of the New York Times building. In 1904, the New York Times moved their headquarters, Sucede, to the area. And, well, I guess they had enough money and enough influence to say now this is called Times Square. And the rest is history. Well, I'm not going to sum it up so quickly. Let's go through some significant moments in the history of Times Square. So, 1907... 1907. So we said 1904 is when it got its name, Times Square, its current name, Actual. And 1907 was another big year because that was the first time that you could see the New Year's Eve ball drop. Now, New Year's Eve is Noche Vieja, and the ball is La Bola Esta Famosa, and it drops. We call it the ball drop. And that was the first time people rang in the new year. This is another way we say it. To ring in the new year means to celebrate the new year. And in 1907, people started watching that ball drop that I think I've never missed. I don't think I've ever missed a ball drop. Now, I have to admit, I've never been to one in person because we reserve that for the tourists. Yeah, well, once I heard people had to wear diapers and you couldn't move and you had to stand outside all day, I took a hard pass, as we say in English. I said, no thanks. Now, I must say, I have rung in the new year in Times Square, but I was not out there in the square, you know, freezing my butt off. No, 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 no. I was in a club called The World. I don't know if it's still there, but I was uh, I was partying in a VIP area in Times Square. So if you ask me, Alberto, have you ever rung in the new year in Times Square? I'll say, yeah. I mean, not in the square, but the, well, actually, yeah, the club is in the square. So that counts. I think it's even better than sitting outside in the cold and, well, peeing yourself if you have to go to the bathroom. It just doesn't seem very attractive to me. But I guess if you're from out of town, from out of town is que no eres de ahí, you know, and you're there and it's New Year's Eve, you paid all that money to stay in an expensive hotel and you know what, I guess I would do it if I was from out of town. But being a New Yorker, you, you know, I don't know too many New Yorkers who go to Times Square and celebrate in the square. I read some estimates that anywhere from 500,000 to a million people ring in the new year in Times Square. And obviously that's not counting everybody who's tuned in on their television. That's where I always check it out. But what an amazing thing. And it's always going to remind me of the new year, New Year's Eve. Remember, New Year's Eve, we said before, is Noche Vieja. New Year's Day is El Uno de Enero. January 1st is New Year's year's day. So that ball, let's talk a little bit about that ball because people have a ball there. <laughs> to have a ball, pasarlo bien, <laughs> the ball in time. Okay, I know, bad joke, bad joke, sorry. Uh, well, uh, in 2008, they replaced the original ball with an energy efficient ball. Just to give you an idea of how much electricity this thing uses, well, uh, they replaced the old one in 2008. And now they use one that is energy efficient. But uh, that doesn't mean it's not colorful. The ball has a capacity, excuse me, the capacity, I was going to say, or the capability, uh, better, to showcase over, are you ready for this? 16 million vibrant colors and patterns. So it kind of has this kaleidoscope 
kind of effect. If you've never seen it, you've got to check it out. But it is a part of our celebration, especially if you live in New York. But if you don't live in New York, you also watch the ball drop in New York. And we're talking about a big ball over here. The ball is 3.65 meters. That's the diameter. 3.65 meters. And it weighs, right, pesa. Remember, be careful with this one. Some of my students get mixed up. They say, how much do you weight? And remember, weight is peso and weigh is el verbo. So the real question is, how much do you weigh? And in this case, we're talking about the ball. So let's say, how much does it weigh? Are you ready for this? It weighs a whopping 5,386 kilos. Yeah, that's the kind of ball you don't want to drop on you. Now, I found this next fact to be fascinating. One Times Square. One Times Square is that famous building. Uh, it's mostly empty. What? How can a building be mostly empty in the heart of New York City? I mean, come on. Well, do you know where they make their money? I'm talking about the building where the ball drops. So you're all familiar with this building, One Times Square. And, well, they don't make their money from tenants inquilinos from renting it out they make their money from the billboards that's right the billboards all those colorful billboards those digital billboards which generate uh, in, in that building alone uh, I, the figure I have here is over 23 million dollars a year Eso. Oh, so you're like I don't need tenants I'll just put billboards on the building I had no idea I thought the building was full but it's practically empty they make their money from their advertising but uh, if you think about it it makes sense because how many people pass by there in a typical day well we said uh, on new year's eve there's about 500,000 to a million which is let's say 750,000 people but on a typical day 335,000 people uh, over a, a quarter of a million people pass through Times Square every single day from all over the world too. As I said, most people who go through there are not New Yorkers unless they're going to and from work, which is a verb we use called commuting. To travel to and from work is to commute. So sure, there's foot traffic and not to mention that Times Square is filmed and everybody's seeing it all the time. So how many of these ads have ended up in iconic movies? Let's take a look at the history of the signs and the billboards in Times Square. Let's go back to 1904, the beginning when they first started to call it um, Times Square. And the first electrified advertisement appeared um, on the corner of 46th Street and Broadway. And that was the beginning of the end. The rest was history. And that was, a you know, electrified. But I remember seeing ones that had like steam vapor. I remember one with a cup of coffee and you would see the steam coming out of it. It was Maxwell House coffee. And then I remember the Suntory whiskey one and the Coca-Cola that would, the bottle would empty. So look, listen to what's going on here. Is this advertising effective? Yeah, I remember these ads from my youth because they were just so colorful and so in your face. And I've got to say something. I've been to Piccadilly Circus, and I know they say Piccadilly Circus is like the London Times Square. 
Sorry, folks. It, there's no comparison. <laughs> there, sorry, English friends, but uh, you cannot compare Piccadilly Square with Times Square. It is just, it's almost to the point where it's distracting. I remember when I used to drive through Times Square when I lived there, I couldn't concentrate. I couldn't focus on the road because there was just these digital screens and amazing colors. It was like going into the land of Oz, no, la tierra de Oz. And it was tough, not, not just as a driver, but even as a pedestrian. I remember, you know, back in the day, you would walk through Times Square and you, if you weren't paying attention, you could get hit by a car or someone would splash some slush on you. Slush is agua nieve. That's another thing you need to look out for. So uh, I remember it was kind of a jungle back in the day. Uh, it was chaotic. funny because if if you made it across Times Square, whether you were on foot or you were in your car, it was kind of like you celebrated it. You're like, oh, cool. I survived. And uh, well, all that chaos came to an end in 2009. 2009. And this is when they decided to make it a pedestrian area. And they closed it off to cars, which I think was such a wonderful decision because this place that you could barely walk and if you stopped for one second, you would get knocked over by people or a car or a police officer push. I mean, it was chaotic. It wasn't a place you wanted to be. And in Times Square's defense, uh, they've made it a very, very cool place now to have a coffee, to sit down, to relax. So I'm glad that now uh, cars are not welcome. It really changed that for the better. Another step forward, un paso adelante, was in 2011 when Times Square became smoke-free. And they said, guys... You can't smoke in Times Square anymore. Now, smokers, I know you're not too happy about this law, but you know what? You've got plenty of places you can smoke. Leave us some places that are smoke-free. So now, Times Square, the Times Square that we know and love now is smoke-free, car-free. It's a totally different place than it used to be. And we're going to talk about that in the bonus part of today's show. After the 1929 stock market crash, um, the area got very seedy. Seedy es como malo. It got very dark. Uh, this is like the pornographic area, the, the pornographic era, the peep shows. And, uh, and I remember that. That was in the early 80s and mid 80s. Those were darker days for Times Square. And I'm going to tell you all about those and what I remember from those days uh, in the bonus part of today's show. I'll also tell you guys about a hidden bar. That's right, there's a hidden bar that is frequented by celebrities. We're also going to talk about a famous photo that was taken there. And as always, I'm going to give you guys my tips, my pointers, so that you guys don't get scammed. To get scammed is 
estar timado. So I'm going to help you guys out, as always, give you some pointers, tell you about some other things that maybe you won't find in every tourist book out there. And uh, if you want access to that, well, it's available for patrons. And if you're thinking about becoming a patron, a lot of you have contacted me and asked me about it. Uh, you can get more information at patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso, and you can get access to bonus content every week. You can also get access to PDFs with all the vocabulary and expressions that we look at. Plus, if you're on our higher levels, you'll also have classes with me where we review on a weekly basis, we review the vocabulary from each of these episodes. And then we have a monthly masterclass. There are so many different options for all different budgets, presupuestos. And I think now's a good time to give them a big thank you. Thanks to all my patrons for your support. I'm so glad you're enjoying the content. And let's send a shout out to my super duper students, Roberto, Jose Maria, Eva, Mila, Desiree, Alex, Patricio, Edgar, Loles. And don't forget about my interstellar students, Carmen, Diana, Diego, and Pilar. Thank you so much to all of you guys for making this possible. If you guys want more information, find out more at patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso. Or drop me a line and I'll give you any information you might need. Well, that about wraps up the first part of today's show. But I just wanted to tell you that uh, you can probably hear it in my voice. Sometimes I get a little bit homesick. I think you say moriña. I used to say Mourinho, <laughs> Mourinho. I, I don't even know if I still, I probably still mispronounce it. Homesick is obviously when you miss your home, when you miss where you're from. So sometimes when I get homesick, now that I live in Madrid, I just try and draw comparisons between Madrid and New York. And you know what? I've done it. I've found the equivalent. I'll tell you, what is Madrid's Central Park? You guessed it, Retiro. And what is Madrid's Broadway? Gran Vía. Oh, wow. And Times Square? Sol. Ah, and Fifth Avenue? Serrano. So there is an equivalent. As I said, it's not the same thing, but it'll do for now. It'll do is me valdrá por ahora. And that brings us to the end of our little trip to Times Square. There's so much more to discover. As I said, we're going to check out much more in the bonus part of today's show. But hopefully, we'll be able to travel and get back on those planes and, and see these wonderful places that there are in the world to discover. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining me on this episode of FYI. If you were born in New York City, let me hear 